is a joy for me that today we can worship the Lord in this atmosphere and see five people baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I will be speaking on the topic, Reverend Worship. Reverend Worship. Let us pray. Father, the hour has come that your people are waiting to hear the voice of God speak to the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. Please, Lord, speak through me, your servant, that I may speak and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Let the whole church say, Amen. Amen. Reverend Worship. Jesus said, and I want to quote what Jesus said. Jesus said, those who worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what is worship? We have read from Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 8, as uh, our young and upcoming Jesse, what he read for us. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with a train of his rope filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundation of the threshold trembled at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filled with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined. Because I am a man of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Verse 6 says, Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongues. And he touched my mouth with, with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away. And your sins is forgiven. Then I said, I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. Worship number one is looking up. See, when you come here to worship, you don't come here to look for people. You don't come here to see the dresses of people, the shoes they are wearing, the bags the women are holding, the way they have made their hairstyle, and the suit the men are wearing. That's what, what we come here for. Worship is actually looking up. You are looking up unto who? To this wonderful, marvelous God. 
that we have. So worship, according to Random House Dictionary, the meaning of revere, revere or reverent means to regard, to regard with respect, tend with awe. Please get the computer up for me, please. Revere means to regard with respect, tend with awe. So when you come here to worship, when any time you determine to worship, actually you are having deep respect. And you are in awe of this great and marvelous God that you want to worship. So you are not looking at yourself. You are not looking at what is around you. You are actually looking at this great, wonderful God. So powerful. And the reason why you are looking, because this God that we are worshiping transcends everything. Can you get a computer out for me? Something is not working out there. God transcends everything. God transcends this world. In fact, the God I serve is bigger than this earth. Can you imagine our solar system with the 10 planets we have? Earth is not the biggest. In fact, Jupiter is about 10 times the size of our planet Earth. God controls that. But our solar system is not even the biggest in the systems. Look at the Milky Way. Look at all those bodies. Light years ahead of us. Look at them all moving in space. And as we sit here, this Earth is traveling around the sun. It takes 365 days for the Earth to go around the sun, which we call a year. And for the Earth to travel around the sun in, to, in that 365 days, it must go at a speed of 100 or 1,000 kilometers or 63,000 miles an hour. Can you imagine? We are living in a spaceship, traveling around the sun every year, and the Earth goes on its course. All the other planets go on their courses. Who controls that? This marvelous great God. So, see, when you come to worship, you know that you are before the God of the universe. Don't even think about God as a God of the Earth. He is the God of the universe. My friends, in Psalm 113, verse 4 to 7, Psalm 113, verse 4 to 7, says, The Lord is high above all nations. His glory is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? Who is enthroned on high? 
who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in earth. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash. Something is not right with the communication today. What is going on? Please get this thing running for me. No, you have gone ahead. Come back. Worship is looking up. You are looking up to the holiness of God. You are looking up to his power. You are looking up to his majesty. So anytime you come here to worship, you are looking at the holiness of God. You are looking at the power of God. Let me tell you, I have a powerful God. You are looking at his majesty. And that's why in the 19, early 1990s, that Nigerian gospel singer sang the God, tell the song, I have a very big God, oh, he's always by my side. A very big God, oh, by my side, by my side. God is bigger than anything you can think of. God is bigger than the earth. He is bigger than the, than the universe. He is big. We are not serving a small God, but God is so big, this earth cannot contain him, but he can make himself so small, he can live in your heart. Hallelujah. His majesty. According to Isaiah, he says, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, lofty and exalted. God sits on the throne, lofty and exalted. See, God is so marvelous. He sits on a high throne, lofty and exalted. And then his greatness, he says, the train of his rope fill the temple. I don't know the size of the temple, but whatever, even the train, just can you imagine the uh, women who want to be extravagant at their wedding day, when they put on a wedding gown, what follows them? What follows them? It's meters away. And we think it's something. But God, when God moves, the rope is, it fills the whole temple. That shows how great our God is. Our God is great. That's why, as Adventists, when we keep quiet for these ignorant Muslims to shout, Allah, Akbar, God is great, and we keep quiet. We should be the one shouting, God is great. We know God. We should be the one shouting, God is great. Because we know marvelous and great is his name. His supremacy. God is supreme above anything we can think of. Seraphim were in attendance of him. All these angels bowed down before him. My friends, my brothers, and then his holiness. Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And I like what the French always say. They say, Dieu, it means God is three times holy. Hallelujah. He's bigger. He's holy. You can't think of anything else but the holiness of God. 
And so you see, when you come here to worship, you are coming before a holy God. You are coming before a great God. That should humble you. That should let you keep your mouth quiet. That should let you uh, be, be so uh, uh, kind of in awe before our God. So when you come to worship, it's no time to be talking. It's no time to be deliberating over what has happened the past week. It's no time to talk about finances. It's no time to talk about we did it or you ate. There's no time. No time to talk about the lunch downstairs. There's no time. It's time to worship a great God. This time your focus is upon this marvelous great God. His glory. His glory. The whole earth is full of his glory. Can you look around? Look at the beauty of what God has done. Look at all the beautiful things he has done on this earth. Even this our planet earth. He's, he's, he, he, God is a God of beauty. Because he likes to do things to glorify himself. You are here to glorify God. Even the way you have dressed should be a glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. My friends, worship is actually looking up. You are looking up not to the world. You are looking up not to yourself. You are not looking up not to a brother. You are looking up to a wonderful, great God. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, it says, Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips. What is going on? Somebody is playing with the computer there. What is going on? And I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. So worship is actually also number two. Worship is owning up. For when you come before the Lord, you will know that his, in his presence, you are true and true and true a sinner. For Isaiah says, for I am weak because I'm a man of unclean lips. Before a holy God, we are sinners. Can you put your hand here and say, I'm a sinner? You see, we are serving God not because we are right, not because we are good. We are sinners. So worship is actually only up to the fact that you have fallen short of the glory of God and you need that restoration. Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. Woe is me, 
for I am weary. My friends, so you see, when you come before God, that should be a time of humility, a time of soberliness, a time of reflection, a time of quietness. It's not time to talk, it's time to listen, it's time to worship, it's time to praise your God, it's time to lift up the trumpet and let, let, now let it ring. Jesus is coming again. That's a time for you to, your heart is transported here on earth to the throne of the living God in heaven. When you come here, your mind must be in heaven, not here on earth, thinking about credit card debt, thinking about mortgage that you are not paid, thinking about the job that your supervisor is not treating you well, thinking about your sickness. No, when you come here, your focus must be upon this God who has creatorship in himself, for he can create out of nothing. God spoke and he came into being. He commanded and he's too fast. That's why the Hebrews said, God created tohu vavuhu vavuhu. Means God does things out of nothing. So you see, when you come here to worship, don't worry about what you're going through. God will take care of you. That's why the hymn writer said, be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you. Your focus will not be of your problems. Your focus must be upon worshiping God true and true. For in Luke chapter 5, verse, Luke chapter 5 says, Yet if you so say, I will let it down. They caught so many fish, their necks were beginning to break. Now, my friends, I want to tell you, God will create out of nothing. Here were the disciples who have experience in fishing, but they fish all night, they couldn't find fish. When they saw Jesus, he said, oh, cast the net right here. And they did. And they got so much fish. Where did he come from? Because God can create out of nothing. He can cause something to come into being for your sake. God is a marvelous God. He's a wonderful God. Today, if you are going through a problem, I want to tell you, I have good news for you. God can create something to come into being for you. So don't look at yourself. Own up to your mistakes. Own up to your sins. And ask God to for forgive you. Ask God, who is marvelous in forgiveness, who is graceful in forgiveness, who is faithful before his children, God will do for you what he has done for others. He will not pass you by, oh, gentle Savior. He will not pass you by. Just sincerely open your heart, your mind. Just give yourself to the Lord. You know, the hymn letter says, Jesus is passing. Come all ye blind and do what? Receive your sight. Today, if you are here as a visitor, I want to tell you, Jesus is here in this temple. He will take care of your situation. You will never live here the way you came. No one met Jesus and remain the same. And you have come here, you will never remain the same. The devil has been rebuked on your behalf. The one who is tormenting you, Jesus has power over him. 
and his power has already overshadowed you. The devil cannot touch you because you are a child of the king. My friends, worship is actually owning up. Because Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Worship is also a part of confession. You see, Isaiah confessed, for I am a sinner. I am unclean lips. My neighbors, my family, we are all unclean lips. So when you come to worship, confess. Confess. Don't come and confess to the pastor. No. That's what the Bible says. Confess. And he who only knows what happened in secret, hears your cries, hears your confession, and he will forgive you. So if you came here with a burden of sin, I want to tell you, your sins will be taken away from you. And you will live here today with a light heart. Your burdens have been lifted. And you will go as a new person. Glory unto God. Because he's marvelous in grace. So today, worship, number three, worship is looking back. When you worship, you are also looking back. Looking back to where? A remembrance of grace. When you come to worship, you look back to what God has done. Because in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 6 to 7 says, Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he has taken from the altar with tongues. And he touched me, my mouth, with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. And your iniquity is taken away, and your sins forgiven. So washing is looking up to grace. Grace of what Jesus did on the cross. At the cross where I saw the light, and my burden was taken away. Today, you have come to the cross of Jesus Christ, and your burden will be taken away. God is good. God is good. He's a forgiving God. That's why we have to worship him in truth and in spirit. Worship is looking back. Looking back to where? Looking back to what God has done. But what he has done for billions, he will do so for you. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, For if you confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So today, it doesn't matter who, how you came. You didn't come here by accident. Please don't come tell me you came here because of a goji. You came here on the invitation of Jesus Christ. Because he has something special for you. Because he wants to bless you. Because he wants you to be a happy child. Because he wants you to know him. Because he wants you to know that with him, you are more than a conqueror. Worship is actually looking back. Looking back to what Christ did when he himself 
came on this earth and told that paralytic man, your sins have been forgiven. And then people were murmuring, who is this? I can forgive. But I want to tell you, when God wants to bless you, he first will forgive you. So today, just confess before him. For him to bless you, he will first lift you, your sins out. Cast them into the sea. And then the blessings, the blessings of taking, giving you that financial strength, the blessings of giving you a good job, the blessings of making peace in your home, the blessings of making you a happy child, the blessings of giving you a good health, the blessings of making you a star wherever you are, will follow. He will never deny his children of any good thing. Worship, number one, is looking up. Worship, number two, is owning up. Worship, number three, is looking back. So we worship by looking up. We worship by owning up to what we have done and ask for forgiveness. Worship is also looking back to what God can do for us in terms of forgiveness of our sins. So when we come here to worship, we sing, we pray, and then we partake of the Lord's Supper. All are part of worship. My friends, Isaiah found himself in a situation as a, as a human being. And he cried. First he looked back to himself. Then he looked back to his people that he is living with. And he saw that he is a man of unclean lips. And we have seen that we are sinners. We have, all, we, we have come here by the grace of Jesus Christ. Today you are living by the grace of Jesus Christ. Can you tell me, are you the best driver in this place? <laughs> Do you know if you go to, I will mention only three hospitals. Let me mention Northside Hospital. Let me mention Kenningstone Hospital. Let me mention uh, Emory Hospital. Let me add even Piedmont Hospital. If you go to the emergency room, can you imagine how many people have gone through accidents this morning? That some even have died? Can you imagine? Are you sitting here smiling? Can you imagine? Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. God has protected you. Be happy. God has guided you. Be happy. God is your guidance and protector. Give yourself to Jesus Christ. Surrender yourself to him and he will take care of you. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. But God knows how to take care of his children. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. So worship number four is to go forth and serve. 
See, when the Lord has taken away the sin, when the Lord has blessed you, you don't go and keep your mouth quiet. You go and testify of what the Lord has done. And you will tell somebody what the Lord has done for me, he can do also for you. So worship, number four, is going forth. Because after Isaiah had been touched with that call from the altar, and his sins were taken away, then a voice of the Lord said to him, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then Isaiah said, Here am I. Send me. My friends, you cannot come here, worship, and go quietly. When the Lord healed that man with demons, and he wanted to follow Jesus, Jesus told him, no, don't follow me. Go back home and tell what the Lord has done for you. Today, you have testified that the Lord has blessed you. So go home and tell what the Lord has done for you. Somebody is going through a problem. Somebody doesn't know Jesus Christ. Somebody has not experienced the power of the Lord. You have. So the burden is upon you to say, Lord, send me. Give me the power of utterance to testify before people. Testify at my workplace. Testify at my school. Testify at home. Testify wherever I go, even at the supermarket. Tell somebody what the Lord has done for you. Today, I want to encourage you that when you come to worship, you come to worship to go and serve. You come to worship, not to come worship, eat, go and sleep, and the rest of the week. And then when you see somebody that you are familiar with, then you begin to sing the song. I love to tell the story. But you don't, you don't mention it. You love to tell the story. What story? You never mention it. Tell the world about your worship experience. Tell the world about what the Lord has done for you. Tell the world about the blessings God continually shower upon you. God has given you a good wife. Say amen. amen. Men over here. God, has God given you a good wife? Huh? Amen. Women, has God given you a good husband? Amen. These African men, if not because of God, they will be chasing other women. But because of Jesus Christ, they are sticking with you as a woman. Say amen. amen. So if you have your husband go to work and come home, praise the Lord. Because some other woman is also looking at him. But he has not done that because he loves the Lord. And the woman too can do the same thing. You see, the reason why we are not doing that, because we know the Lord. Therefore, tell somebody whose marriage is failing that the Lord can do for you. Hey, I have married for 41 years. 41 years. 
And I thank the Lord that even if God will allow marriage in heaven, I will still marry my wife. So the Lord has blessed me. So if the Lord has given you a good wife, praise the Lord. Tell somebody, if the marriage is failing, maybe the person has lost faith. Tell the Lord, the, somebody about your worship experience. Tell the, somebody about what the Lord has done for you. So worship, go through stages. You look up, you own up, you look back, and then you go forth to serve. That's why in some churches, they are put at the uh, entrance. Let me show you. They are put at the entrance, enter to worship, leave to serve. Hallelujah. You enter to worship, you gain, it's like you have come to recharge. So you go out to share that power the Lord has given you. Please, don't let your worship experience end here in this church. When you go finish worship and you say the last amen, go out in the power of the Lord. The Lord will be with you. And the Lord will guide you. The Lord will make you an ambassador. The Lord will make you a spokesperson. The Lord will guide you to win souls. We are here to prepare a people to be their God. That is why we have to go through this worship experience. So that we can be recharged, renewed, and restored. And somebody who doesn't know the Lord, through what the Lord has done for us, will also come to know the Lord. By this doing, one day, when the Lord appears in the clouds of heaven, he will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the master, the joy of your master. Reverent worship. Service is part of it. Telling somebody is part of it. Witnessing is part of it. Not only praising, but also witnessing. May God bless you. May God guide you. Today, go and be a witness. Today, go after your worship and serve. Serve mankind. Serve the Lord. And the Lord will reward you abundantly. As you sit, if you have been touched by this reverent worship service, I want you to stand up with me. Please stand up with me. All to Jesus and surrender. All to Jesus and surrender. All to Jesus I surrender
so much for this beautiful day you have given us. Thank you for your presence here. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, is there anybody here who today want to surrender himself, herself to Jesus Christ? That you want from now going to worship him in a reverential way throughout your life. If this is your decision, let me see your hand. There's anybody here who want to do that? That you want to worship God in a reverent way all through your life. Let me see your right hand. Let the hand go up. Don't be afraid. God bless you. God bless you. If your hands are up, you need special prayer for God to strengthen you for this decision you want to take. That today you are giving yourself to him to worship him in a reverent way all your life. Please move from your seat and meet me in front here for special prayer. Please come. Just as I am without one plea. Just as I am. in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you for these seven people who have shown up before you in need of your presence so that today onward they will worship you in a reverential way to give themselves entirely to serve you the rest of their lives. They have taken a bold decision. I pray that you touch them and take away their sin and all unrighteousness. Cleanse them, O oh Lord, and make them your own. If the devil has any plans for them right now, in the power of Jesus, please destroy the plans of the devil and set them free. Liberate them and they will be liberated. Guide them and they will be guided. Protect them and they will be protected. Bless them right now and they'll be blessed. Let today be a memorial day for them. <laughs> that is so good to trust in Jesus. Heaven to trust you and to allow you to work your will in them. Father, please linger with them. When they go out, go out with them. When they come in, come in with them. 
whatever they need, now that they have surrendered to you, I pray that you will be real in their lives. And also give them the opportunity to tell their experience to their friends and their loved ones. Make them witnesses for you. So, Father, please bless them and guide them. And today, write their names in your book of life. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you.